Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about it. We need to Louis. talk to someone about it. Kate, Mary, I never seen you in person again. It's so great. I know. I feel like we're excluding Skype, the third member of our relationship. <laughs> It's no. only been two weeks. It's a, yeah, bit, it's a yeah. Tinder relationship. Early days. You know. Yeah, we could still swipe in any direction, yeah. really. <laughs> I'm um, so excited to see you. And you know why? Because um, I've been uh, doing not only my research in Bluey this week, but my research on Winton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, for people who are in Australia right now, there's an amazing series that just finished airing on ABC called Total Control. Oh, okay. With, uh, top actresses, um, Rachel Griffiths, and Deborah Mailman. Yes, Rachel Griffiths is the Prime Minister. Is yeah, she yeah. plays the Prime Minister and Deb Mailman plays um, a person from Winton who um, becomes a senator for Queensland okay. after um, like ending a gun siege crazed guy. Oh my gosh. Shooting people in the street. Yeah, right, and so high drama. Yeah, really high drama. An amazing series, but I think the real um, background star for me was Winton because it's she's obviously based in Winton and okay. at least a good half of the, the series is filming all around the streets of Winton and at the pub and down the streets. So okay. And you've said streets plural. To me, Winton has one street. There right. are more? Yeah, there are more. Right, right. Yeah, and it's it seems really, like, quite beautiful, you know, sort of that iconic Australian landscape imagery, lots of drone footage of, like, wide-open sort okay. of around. Cool. And, um, yeah, it's really worth a watch. I really enjoyed it. But um, because Joe was sort of talking about how, you know, he grew up in Winton, Joe Brum, sorry, Bluey creator, yes. and we interviewed him earlier this year. Mm-hmm. It was so nice to actually see it on screen because all we, all I'd done prior to that was Google Mapping. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> like for for parent fans of Bluey out there who want to get a bit more of a fix or a bit more insight into where the creator Joe okay, Brum grew up, yeah. and to watch a damn good series because it was excellent. Um, give Deborah Mailman all the awards oh, now. Yeah, She's well, totally going to All the awards up. that Bluey doesn't get. Like, between her yeah. and Bluey, just that is the awards taken care that of. Is, the actors are done, people. Yeah. They're done for 2019-20. Okay, I highly cool. recommend. Do they go for more than seven minutes? Because that's about my limit at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it's about 45 minutes oh. an episode. And... For the people who are listening from uh, international places, I don't know how you'll access it, but <laughs> hopefully like one of the Netflix or stands or something will pick it up. Uh, good segue, actually, to another unrelated uh, thing. No, oh, not unrelated. An unrelated thing. <laughs> but hello, Heath and his family in sunny California who emailed us as one of our uh, early US adapters, Hi, I suppose. Um, and, yeah, they'd, they'd gotten onto Bluey before it was even on Disney now in the US. Now, how did they do that? Uh, well, it's, it's a mystery, but they're just very innovative people, I suppose. <laughs> um, so, yeah, much like uh, Heath and his family got onto Bluey, um, you can probably get onto Total Control if you really try hard. If you really try <laughs> hard, but we wouldn't recommend it. Like, go through the normal channels always. You know, ABC Ivy is the, yeah. is the future. So anyway, this week <laughs> teasing. Um, yes, this week which, we're going to talk about teasing, uh, which is a bit of a left turn for Bluey. Um, it's it's a very different episode for me, but I I love how it goes from takes the narrative from play into storytelling. This yeah. isn't much. This isn't as much. Um, the family playing as it is telling a story. Yeah. Well, I mean, given that 
the whole raison d'etre for Bluey is to encourage people to play. I think um, you're head slapping yourself. Why are you head slapping yourself? Because I just realised that was my spiel that I actually was uh, saving for Blue Mountains because I was watching <laughs> Blue Mountains. <laughs> okay, teasing is not about storytelling at all. Well, it could be. Anyway. Okay, start again. <laughs> Um, All right, teasing. So, Mary, you do the spiel on teasing, and I'll bounce <laughs> off you once I'm less confused. Oh no, it's all right. <laughs> Who would have thought we've actually, you know, between jobs and kids and podcasting, there's a bit going on in life at the moment. Um, anyway, uh, for me, yes. teasing is basically seven minutes of achievable games I can play with my kids. Yes, which I quite like. Well, so you're seeing it as. Um, uh, 101 on yeah. how to play games. You don't think it's a cautionary tale that perhaps we should be careful about how we tease? Mm, but, uh, okay, so the bit at the end where Bandit says the difference between playing and teasing is, and then the kids turn down his volume button. What a cliffhanger. Like, oh, and let Bingo, why, oh, why did you do that? I need to know the answer. I, know, I need to know <laughs> the answer too. But I think it probably comes down to uh, reciprocity. So, you know, if the kids are getting involved in, and having fun, that's probably a sign that it's um, playing mm-hmm. more than actual teasing. So, yeah, if yeah. the kids are getting upset and antsy about it, Probably not. Yeah, a game, and and that's probably always going to be the case when there's an icy pole involved. I oh think that's God. probably the other line in the sand. But what about when I ask you to open my ice block? Well, I'm sure I just open your ice block and give it straight to you. Dad, can you open this? Yep. <gasps> Thanks, Bingo. <gasps> Where's yours? <gasps> Oh, I'll tell you what, when um, Bandit turns around and, like, starts licking Bingo's ice upon this, I think I had, like, I don't even know if it happened to me, but just some sort of PTSD reaction <laughs> to that. Like, it was just like, oh, like, yeah. you know, that really, um, I don't know, there was something about it that I just grabbed my heart and I was like, no. Uh, especially no, you when, don't do that to a kiddo. When it's an icy pole from the servo as well. This yes. isn't just an out-of-the-box-at-home icy pole. Like, servo icy poles <laughs> sold individually are always a better quality than the at-home icy poles as well. So this is the this is the prize yeah. <laughs> of icy so poles. For our international listeners, you might call them an ice lolly or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's true. Icy pole is Australian, yeah, isn't it? We've really got to think about uh, these <laughs> internationals now. But um, the I think the, like, obviously ABC would never, ever do something like using a brand name, but there is a very famous um, Australian isopole called a calippo, which yep. is basically in a long tube and you squeeze it up and it's sort of um, yeah, in fruit flavours. Yeah, okay. And, and they're a staple of the Aussie summer, like to have a calippo. So um, it's very obviously a calippo. Great thing about calippos is that they don't, they melt into the little paper container. Yeah, so, like, it's not all over the child, although... Uh, Your average child can get pretty sticky. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it's far more contained than, like, and less precarious than, say, a scoop of ice cream on a cone. Yeah. I think they're a good option, to be honest. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, um, so, yeah, that moment for me was a little bit like, okay, that's definitely teasing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I really like watching all the games and um, Will... He's had an interesting transition with this episode because the first time he watched it, he was getting quite upset that the girls were um, 
you know, being roadblocked. Yeah, yeah. Or just, you know, having these difficulties. But um, now when he watches it, he just finds all the games hilarious, you yeah. know, like giving different names to people um, or password. He's tried password <laughs> a few times with us. Like he'll randomly lift my arm or something, go up, mum, or something like yeah. that. And I'll be like, password. Uh, um, and I reckon you're right. It's about being on the same page. So Will's yeah. on that page now. Um, there is, uh, when I did some very comprehensive research by Googling child development teasing, oh, yes. um, there are two <laughs> Quite distinct schools of thought on this. One is that um, kids aren't advanced enough to know that they're being teased and it can be quite mean if a parent is teasing a child. And I wondered about it. it the example that this particular expert gave was telling your kids, I'll sell you to the gypsies, which oh, to me yeah. was a bit of a straw man because like their first point was, because that is racist. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, that's a good point. But um, but it is like, I'll sell you to the monkey house that Bandit says. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the point was, well, kids aren't advanced enough to know that it's illegal to sell children and there aren't any gypsies in the suburbs and, and all these children other. aren't generally exhibits <laughs> in the monkey house in the zoo yeah exactly so um made the point that that sarcasm is humor and that kind of next level of humor where there's assumed knowledge kids don't have that assumed knowledge but on the flip side how are they going to get the assumed knowledge if you don't introduce it by teasing yeah and um, or just blatant sarcasm <laughs> like <laughs> well I grew up in a quite sarcastic household but well, obviously the parents initiate the sarcasm because kids have no idea what it is but um it wasn't the sarcasm was mean it was just everything was an object of sarcasm if yep. it, as the humor and I I think how kids embrace sarcasm is really captured for me by um that first that first film of Mighty Ducks. Do you, did you ever watch Mighty Ducks? Yeah. So there's a moment where Coach Bombay um, oh gets caught, overheard by the kids, kind of slagging them off, but in a sarcastic way. So he's saying, yeah, these kids aren't worth anything. And yeah, and it's a positive thing, but he's being sarcastic. And then they overhear him and they're sad. He's like, kids, do you know what sarcasm is? And like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, kids know what sarcasm is. And look, you can't protect them from it. So teasing really really is the most gentle, most playful way um, you can introduce that kind of humour to kids and they're mm. going to need to know eventually. So, yeah. so yeah, I am very much in camp teasing, I've decided, having thought about it for all of 10 minutes this morning. Well, you know, I've been thinking a bit about it too and... Like, there's a, so much literature about there how, like, we're raising the snowflake generation, you know, with the, these kids don't have the resilience uh -huh. to cope with day-to-day -day life. And I've been thinking about this a lot because, um, you know, at the moment, well, we've had two very different parenting experiences mm -hmm. between Live and Will. And Will is now going to all these, like, kids' sports groups things which we've never really done before sure but I have been amazed at the number of parents that just trail their kid the whole time going you can do it well done really That's so good you know like like um yeah so there's a program called ready steady kids mm -hmm. and um yeah the it's um, all the parents are generally involved like right next to their kid the whole way through which for a three and four year old I guess I can kind of understand but at the yeah. same time I was sort of like why? Like, you know, aren't we taking them there to learn skills from other people rather than 
I don't know, you just see in the kids' eyes when they're constantly getting that amount of feedback for every little move that they make. Surely you are raising them to, like, when they get that feedback ripped away, yeah. how do they cope with that? And so. it is just overwhelming as well. You kind of can't plan ahead if you're just constantly absorbing this steady stream of yeah. parental input. Um, but then on the flip side, there was controversy in the last few weeks about all the parents who dump their kids at the swimming lessons and then are just on the sidelines, on, on their phones. So yeah. you, you can't win, parents. We we know as much as anyone. Yeah, no one can Whatever win. you do is wrong and um, you might as well, yeah, have a joke about it. So, yeah, that's why, yeah, <laughs> that's but, why I like teasing. But, yeah, it's an interesting lesson in resilience because obviously Bingo and Bluey, all this input, you know, from bandits sort of putting them through their paces 90% of it for them is just water off a duck's back and they yeah. just get on with it and keep playing sorry there's highly sensitive information back here no one gets through without the password uh coconut eh. fish fingers eh, uh. dad <laughs> Yeah, so I find that really interesting to observe because, you know, we, we talk about um, a lot about how do we raise resilient kids and how do uh -huh. we raise kids that are empathetic and maybe it is a little bit more teasing. Maybe we do need to give kids a bit more challenging obstacles to overcome. Yeah. You know, I think we talked about this in an earlier episode as well, but, yeah, Brene Brown... Um, in one of her books talks about if you're not giving your kids any challenges to overcome or, or you know, you're lawnmowering these challenges mm -hmm. so they don't have to face any, when they get out into the real world, it's going to be incredibly hard and incredibly scary for them because they don't know how to deal with things when there's problems that pop up. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's impossible to get the balance right. Uh, I don't know anyone that's nailing it. But, um, but then also that humour that they're going to find in the real world, it's, it's at different levels in every family and in every every scenario as well so I think what's got to go with the teasing that happens in the home um, you've got to get kids to understand not everyone teases outside so you've yeah. got to find what's appropriate in each scenario as yeah. well I have a really vivid memory of I think early high school maybe and on a youth group camp or something like that where um We'd all gone swimming and someone was someone much older than me actually was standing by the pool saying, oh, I wonder how deep it is here. I'm like, oh, you know, looks like the water reaches to the bottom. And <laughs> they, their face would just kind of fell and was like, oh, that's a bit mean. <laughs> I just, I didn't, it had never occurred to me that not everyone was sarcastic with each other because it was such a thing in our household. Mm. So... So, yeah, that's the extra layer of what you've got to have around teasing. But but if you can start to get in the home those moments that are right for teasing, because this episode starts on Bluey stealing Bingo's toothbrush yeah. and Bingo being quite frustrated. Give it back. Bluey, stop teasing your sister. But she was teasing me first. You were teasing me second. And I'm kind of on Bingo's side. Though. I'm like, totally I'm always on Bingo's Bingo. side. But, um, Go Team Bingo. But, yeah, Bingo's obviously 
yeah, building the resilience to deal with that. And Bluey's doing that because that's what she's getting fed down from from her parents as well. The dynamics are really interesting. Mm. Yeah, and actually, I do think that example at the start is probably more teasing than playing because yeah. Bingo's not enjoying it. But but you never know. Like nine times know. out of ten, a, a good toothbrush wrestle before you brush your teeth at night. <laughs> it might be, be exactly what everyone needs. So oh, it's hard. toddlers are like cats, aren't they? It's like <laughs> yep, I want it. I want it. I want it. What are you doing? I hate that. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. Um, getting back to what you were saying, Mia, about like growing up and not understanding that people operate in sarcasm. So I had the opposite experience. Okay. There was almost no sarcasm in my house growing up. Everyone was very literal. Right. So I found it really confronting when like I was at school and stuff and people were saying things to me and I couldn't understand why they were saying it. Wow. But it's something I've had to learn okay. to overcome. I feel like, like you might be fluent in sarcasm I'm fluent now. fluent in sarcasm now. <laughs> and um, like Tim's family operate pretty much completely in sarcasm. Yeah. So yeah, I think even my parents had to do some adjustments when Tim came on the scene because they were like, oh, okay, this is different styles of communicating. It's so funny. Um, But... We're all talking the same language now. (laughs) But um, all being human, one thing I did read that was really interesting was um, that that teasing is even present in babies. And and I'm seeing it with Cass. Like, you know how the baby, like, wants to play peekaboo or that crawl away when you think you're being pursued and like chuckling about it like that is the earliest form of teasing and and it's yeah pre-wired in the brain so if you're not teasing in the household you're shutting down something that is there already because because babies are already doing it so there's a lot of um child development theory around yeah needing to nurture that and and learning through those games that are a bit funny and a bit teasing because peekaboo is essentially, hey, your mum's gone. Oh, no, your mum's back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's true. Life is ruined. Life's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, a lot of theory there. But the person keeping me alive has disappeared. Oh, no, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, babies are very resilient, it seems. They are. They're particularly second-born children, I find. I, what what are some of the games that they go through in this that really have you've adopted in your household, man? Um, you know... I reckon I can remember playing like forms of password as a kid and I always loved like wrestling with mum and dad on the floor and that kind of thing so password is such a good entry to that yeah so there's not enough small doorways in our house I've realized oh come <laughs> yeah. over to my house yeah okay cool we'll small door central password play at your house sounds pretty good um yeah but there's nothing more frustrating when you're just trying to get something done and your kids yeah, are like mum password okay, yeah true <laughs> uh, you, you getting good at guessing the password uh no no it's usually just up, up so right, yeah. okay. <laughs> We well, haven't progressed too far yeah, now. Yeah, so, no, yeah, no diplodocus. But yeah. I'll tell you what we have adopted, and I think Bon is partly responsible for this, changing names. Okay, yeah. So, like, we've been sitting around a few times now, and Will will look at me and go, no, I'm not Will, I'm someone else. <laughs> I'm the baby, or I'm oh. someone else. Or the other day he tried to change my name to Poo Poo Bum. Oh, right, yep. No, that's straight out of Bon, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure that back in Queensland they were sitting around the table one night pointing at all of us going, poo poo bum. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that Charming definitely children. sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
Anyway, but it's um, a great game. It was, you know, and we were all laughing, and I was just like, "Yep, I am a poo poo bum. If I wasn't, I'd die of yeah. constipation." So, <laughs> you know, so we're getting some medical, there's, you know, yeah, technology. There's a lesson there, there for so everyone. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting a bit sick of your names, kids. I think I'm going to change them. What? From now on, your name is Sharalanda. Sharalanda. And you're called Dennis. Dennis. I really like where Bandit goes with the names. I love Sharalanda. Yeah. Like, and where's this name come from? <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like classic. Dennis is fine. Like Sharalanda, what a name! I feel like it's the classic like bogan mashup name, like, you know, like <laughs> Epony Ray. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, I've, I've never met a Sharalanda. Um, one thing that was very familiar in that scene, the cup on the bench. Did you clock that? No. So me. classic um, 70s style, like kind of uh, clay-fired cup. that They were just everywhere. Oh. I felt like growing up, um, like with sort of a oh, triangle sort of the... pattern on it and a yeah. smaller base than top. And sort of like a weird brown colour. Yes, yeah, yeah definitely yeah, weird yeah, brown yeah. colour. Like, I, I think they're 70s. Like, like, I don't even know what words to use to Google it, but I think anyone who saw that cup and recognised it, I am your people because, <laughs> yeah, that's just every, you know, every church hall is full of them kind of yeah. thing. Like, they're, still, they're relics. Actually, now that you mentioned it, yeah, I think I'm having flashbacks to early 80s and op shop yeah, 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 I don't know if you could even get them in op shops now because they're probably, they're probably a like collector's hipster item. Vintage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hipster houses might be full of them. Yeah, okay. Um, what did you make about Bandit, um, the girls dressing him up as Chili? That was just the ultimate revenge as far <laughs> as I was concerned. But um, quite creative on their part as well because... I've been getting lately Bond's calling for dad and I'll answer him. Yeah. And usually mum is the preferred. Like, yeah. you know, that from the littlest age to I don't know what stage that will stop being the case. But in our house it's Mary, always been mum. I prefer you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mum first preference, dad, you know, yeah. a backup. Um, but, yeah, Bon is requiring dad's services more frequently now. And, yes. And if I say, what's up, Bon? He'll be like, I said dad and just deadpan me and um bandit's response quite creative but the girls i feel like were just so all over it that was so all over yeah, it. yeah great i just love how um bingo's just standing at the top of the stairs though like doing the bellowing Mom! yeah yeah you know and <laughs> like yeah we've all been there haven't oh. we and it's like you've why are you frozen there like go and actually look for her <laughs> like, absolutely yeah yeah but anyway um, Obviously, there's something going on. <laughs> and given actually Bandit's response to when she needed some help with the toilet yeah, paper. Yeah, okay, no, I'd be wanting chili for those sort of services yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Bingo's face with the first time Dad... Um, pretends to be mum and calls back up, what is it? <laughs> um, it's like their eyelids come halfway down their yeah, eyes, but yeah. it's it's an eye roll essentially. Yeah. But there are some shots where back in the bedroom where they're discussing the teasing, Chili and both girls, just all identical expressions. <laughs> and you're like, oh man, the apples do not fall far from the tree. No. <laughs> so whether you're inheriting sarcasm or just eye roll from your family, it's, it's very well ingrained, oh, isn't it? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do love how Chili sort of piles on at yeah. one point. I think you're right, kids. Dad is a big teaser. Yeah! 
I feel like there's a few moments where she's trying to hold back the laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but once the girls are on board this, she's like, yep, I know. <laughs> I yeah. am team girls here. Yeah, and uh, I think the other thing that's quite amazing to think about is that because all the voices are recorded separately, mm. which we've known from our interviews with Joe and Pre, like going around Ludo, yeah. Like there is such a nice dynamic when they're all sort of talking together. So how do you recreate that? Like wow. that's such a challenge. Like so, props to the sound guys, yeah, and women because they are amazing. This is me with my volume on. Ah, not so loud. I need you to wipe my bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we always beat you. Yeah, you kids are way too clever for me from my side of the family. So I guess summing up, ma'am, um, teasing, is it something that you will do with your kids? Um, I am so... Yeah, that line has been crossed <laughs> long ago. <laughs> See, um, for me, I think because I was raised, obviously, where we weren't really teased and teasing was mm-hmm. viewed as something that was a little bit scary. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only advice that I got given, which I've been trying to stick to, is... Don't say anything to your kid that you wouldn't actually follow through on. Right. So I wonder, like, because Bond's pretty savvy. So if you said <laughs> to him, I'm going to sell you to the monkey house, would he actually be totally cool with that and down with that? Uh, I think, like, I've been saying to him for a long time, Bond, if you do not put those shoes on, I will throw you out the window. And he knows that I'm not going to follow through. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of like my joke threat. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thrown him out the window Jokes yet. people, you Child know. services. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so okay, I think, I know so yeah, any threat, um, any threat I think he takes with at least, well, it's all in the tone, isn't it? So it yeah, is. he knows my joke tone. Yeah. But if there were any monkey houses that were buying, I'm prepared to talk dollars. Like, yeah. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've really been trying to do um, this thing with my kids where, like, I don't say things that I won't actually do. Like, if, like do you want to leave now? Like, I was doing that for a little while and I was like, actually, I'm not going to leave. So this pointless okay. saying that to them because I don't want to leave and they'll know I don't want to leave. This isn't you threatening to run away from home. Like, what, no. what, what do you mean, Like, leave? so say we're at a party and they're behaving oh, terribly. okay, and yeah. And do the, yeah. should we just go home then? Uh, yes, and then, okay. So I've had to curb that because I've realised now that Will's getting pretty savvy and... I'm worried that he's going to turn around and go, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, like, yeah. to be honest, Liv's Lead always the, way, the first one to want to leave a party because yeah, it's pretty okay. sensory. So she's just like, yep, sure, get me out of here. Let's blow this joint. Yeah. Um, so no. now I've had to be like, do you want to go to timeout? Do you want to go to timeout and find a corner and, like, dump them in there? <laughs> we were at a friend's house the other week and Liv was just being a pain in the bum. So I was just like, right, do you want to go to timeout? And she was like, Ugh. I was like, she actually did want to go to time. Oh, okay. She yeah. needed the she needed, she the, needed break. the break. <laughs> yeah, people, people slag off timeout, as you know. Oh. Even that is too far in the discipline world in some people's no. worlds. Um, although I did notice on the Australia Talks um, ABC oh, yeah. show last night, fifty uh, percent of Australians still pro smacking. Really? So I feel like timeout has got a long way to go before it's uh, it's in the naughty corner as well. Wow, fifty percent. Yeah, I don't know, like. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, really? Yeah, I guess not. It's an ageing population. Well, that's true because they're probably, let's face it, the people who have time to fill out ABC surveys <laughs> probably were mostly people who once upon a time did smack their kids. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, everyone, everyone in our generation probably got... I might have smacked one once or twice. Oh, man. <laughs> 
that's okay. Just We've all been pro, there. But I, I think there. realistically, it does happen. <laughs> it does happen because he is just annoying sometimes. And yeah. deserve to be in the monkey house. Yeah. So there you go. I didn't get a chance to fill out the survey, as you said, but there you go. I'm being honest, ABC. It does happen. It so, does happen. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps the people with time on their hands are also honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. Okay, what, a, what an uplifting note to finish yeah, this on. I, I should stick with the teasing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just warn Bond next time. Bond, don't make me get sarcastic. <laughs> um, uh, that's been so fun. I love this episode. I do too. Um, if you love what we do, you can always find us on socials. Yes. It's so, Twitter at, at Bluey, Bluey Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Instagram at Bluey Pod. You, you can, can email us at BlueyPod at gmail.com. And we've been getting some great emails lately. Like there was one you forwarded me the other day, Mayor, because um, Mary's been hot on the following through, but it was just brilliant. <laughs> Oh, no, I feel like I might know yeah. the one. Don's dad, Don? About Bob Bilby. Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, which we which did last week. Yeah. Now, it said, Don writes to us, I've been meaning to ask you to this since you first broke the shocking news that edits had been made to some episodes. And now it's too late because you already made Bob Bilby. But I swear it used to be Bandit watching the cricket or the footy at the shops. And then that got changed to Chili watching hockey. Yeah. So ba, ba, ba. your thoughts, Kate? I think it might have happened. No. Happen? Uh, no? I, well, I reckon I saw that episode very early and clocked in my mind, oh, look, they've, they've making sure that it's not just Dad that's the bad guy here. Oh. Um, it's Chili as well getting distracted by the hockey. So, yeah, there, there are certainly are episodes where Dad watches cricket. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm pretty like sure. Ride and, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure that. Weekend. Yep. Yes. Um that it was always chilly watching the hockey. At least that's as far back as my memory goes. Um, Don does follow up. How did Chili get the photo then to print if it was Bandit taking the photo of Chili watching the TV? Oh, that's easy. Shed photos. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, these guys are pretty high tech. I feel like they've got they've got cloud solutions. <laughs> so, <laughs> which my family needs to do as well. Um, anyway, been lovely, Kate. So lovely to see you, Mary. And until next week, it's got to be done. <laughs> got to be done. Bye. I'll go get her. What is it, sweetheart? What is it, my little boo-bear? I said I want Mum. This is Mum. Can't you tell by my lovely voice? Dad. Dad's not here, which is a shame, because he's such a handsome fellow with big, strong muscles.